NASA Heliophysics, studies possible new space environment missions. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Nicola Fox, Heliophysics Division Director, Science Mission Directorate at NASA. Welcome back, Nikki. Thank you. So what's the scope of responsibility of the Heliophysics Division? So I, I like to say, you know, that we are responsible for the sun and everything that the sun touches. And so uh, we are responsible for um, the sun and uh, the variability that we see here at Earth. Um, so, you know, kind of the sun-Earth connection. Um, but then all the way out to the very edges of our solar system that, you know, there is a boundary, a very tenuous boundary there that is kind of where the sun's influence stops and then you're into sort of interstellar space. It's where all the all this new material that we've never been able to sample until fairly recently with our Voyager spacecraft. So we do everything. I, I often say I'm kind of like the Lion King. I'm responsible for everything the light touches. NASA just selected five proposals for concept studies of missions studying the environment of the sun, earth, and space in between. Give us a brief summary of each. Yes, we're very excited about our, our new concept studies that we have going. Um, each one of them really represents um, groundbreaking science, but they also are just really innovative missions and, and some of them are new creative ways of doing science. So, you know, I think having such great proposals um, really shows how good the, the heliophysics community is, you know, how mature these, these proposals are and how ready we are to do these sort of groundbreaking missions. So we did, as you say, select five for concept studies. Um, I will go through them in no particular order so that no one thinks that, you know, that I'm, it's as I think of them. So I, I will start with um, a CubeSat mission and it is a, a constellation of CubeSats. It's 32 very small CubeSat spacecraft that are going to fly in a constellation. The mission is called ARCS um, and it is focusing on kind of reconstructing the auroral forms by taking these 32 little measurements um, as, as this constellation moves around. And then really explaining how the aurora, you know, the aurora is very important to us because that's how the energy gets, you know, the, the solar wind energy comes into the magnetosphere, all kinds of, of magic happens. And then um, the, the, the uh, particles come down the magnetic field lines and they cause our atmosphere to glow. And we see that as the aurora. But that is also a sign that we have a current system overhead that could cause us space weather um, effects. So it's really important to understand the aurora. So that, that, so that is the arcs concept. We have Helioswarm, which again is another sort of multi-spacecraft uh, mission. It has like one large spacecraft and then lots of little CubeSats that swarm around it. That's going to go out into the solar wind um, and look at, at all of the, the structures, um, look at some of the, the turbulence. And because the, the constellation is continuing to sort of move around, it allows us to look at the all different scale sizes. And so it isn't just a, you know, we're making one measurement and that's all we can do. We can actually sort of look at all different scales of turbulence. Um, so, you know, it, that's, it's kind of what's coming to us in the solar wind right before it hits the earth. And so then the next mission I'll talk about is STORM. And STORM is going to, for the very first time, let us image in a way um, the boundary between the solar wind 
and our Earth's magnetosphere. And so as, as Helioswarm would be looking at what's coming, Storm is almost looking at the waves breaking on the beach. Um, it's, it's looking at, at how the energy is coming in and how it's, it's really um, affecting our boundary. Because of course that protects us from a lot of space weather. Um, the next mission I'll talk about is Muse. And that is looking um, at, at really fine scale features on the sun. So we recently saw some beautiful first light images from, from the solar orbiter spacecraft and just saw just, wow, how active that, that's the surface of the sun and how everything's moving around. And Muse is gonna just hone in on all of that activity and really tell us in that low coronal region how the energy is getting from the sun out into the solar wind. And last but certainly not least is Solaris. And Solaris is going to fly over the poles of the sun and take images of the sun's poles and take sort of in situ data at the same time. Um, so that's, you know, all the great things you learn about flying over the poles of a planet. We've seen that with Juno when it went over the poles of Jupiter. You know, we, we see that with our own Earth observing. So now for the first time, we'll be able to fly right over the pole of a star. So there are five concepts and you can see I'm excited about them. Oh, absolutely. What's not to be? All very interesting ideas. So if I, as a, as a private sector entrepreneur, have an idea that might address a related engineering or technical challenge, what opportunities do I have to contribute to a, a study or maybe even ultimately a mission? That is a really great question. So uh, we have a, an, an active technology program and uh, we are looking for more ways actually to bring sort of what I would call non-traditional technologies into, into heliophysics. You know, I am sure that there are great technologies in unrelated fields. Um, so we're actually right now actively looking for a way that we can throw open a competition and, and be able to say, hey, if you've got a great idea, you don't have to tie it to a heliophysics science objective, tell us what your technology is and let us kind of look and see if we if we can see it there, there for it. So, you know, that's a little bit of a work in progress right now, but I'd love to come back and talk to you about that in the future when we actually have that solicitation ready to go. I think this would be a great topic for us to talk about. There you go. So where can people go to learn more about these concept studies and, and maybe follow their progress? So yes, we uh, as, as always, nasa.gov. Um, you can come to the science, science at nasa.gov and uh, look at heliophysics. We'll have information about all of those missions up there um, as they, they move forward. They've actually, we kicked off um, in October, we kicked off the, the, the sort of studies. They've had their first meeting and now they've got nine months to go away and hone their concepts. And then we can't wait to see what they come up with um, in their concept studies. And after that, we will be selecting for sure one, we'd love to, uh, you know, if, if we can select two of those concepts to go forward into full up missions. So it's exciting. As always, it's a great time to be a heliophysicist. I know, how do you choose? So hard. Uh, Dr. It Dr. is hard. <laughs> it, was, it was hard to choose the five. We had 11 fantastic concepts and we had to choose the five and, you know, again, it just shows what a great job the heliophysics community is doing at uh, coming up with these groundbreaking missions and writing these great proposals. But I lost a lot of sleep um, over, over deciding which ones of those we should recommend and how they should go forward, so. 
No pressure. Well, it's glad to hear that you have so many options and thanks for keeping us updated on this progress and, and what's happening within your department. Dr. Nicola Fox, Heliophysics Division Director, Science Mission Directorate at NASA. If somebody wants to connect with you, Nikki, what's the best way they can do that? So you can follow me on Twitter at SolarGirl2018. Um, and then for all things heliophysics on Twitter at NASA Sun, on Facebook at NASA Sun Science, and as always, nasa.gov for everything, everything NASA. Sounds great. And you can find more of my interviews right here. Are at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.